Welcome to another edition of Inside Analysis. I'm Peter White and today we're examining a new and indeed unique financial product that may have slipped under the radar of many investors. Understandably, media and markets have been focused on just three things of late, COVID, COVID and COVID. A few weeks ago, however, a major new ETF, that is an exchange traded fund, was launched on the ASX that gives Australian investors simple and direct access to the fastest growing and most successful tech companies in the world. They're known as the FANGs, and this is known as FANG Plus, and its ASX ticker is F-A-N-G. Now, many investors are familiar with the term FANG. It stands for Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Though, of course, Google is actually alphabet these days. And you can also spell FANG with a double A. The A includes Apple sitting alongside Amazon. But FANG Plus includes not only these five behemoths, but five other rapid growth tech companies. ETF Securities has a track record of producing product innovation, having introduced the world's first ever physical gold ETF, which also trades on the ASX. With me today is ETF Securities CEO Chris Walesby to explain the structure and rationale of the ETF Securities FANG Plus ETF, which, as I said, has the ASX ticker FANG. Welcome, Chris. Can you give me a brief overview of the FANG ETF? First up, why did you launch this product? So what we do with uh, all of our products is we try, where possible, respond to investor demand. And what we found over the past four or five years that um, we've been speaking to investors across Australia is that many of the reasons why people invest abroad, especially non-professional investors, mums and dads um, around Australia, is to get access to those companies that you just mentioned. So the Apples, the Googles, the Amazons. And actually, when they invest in single stocks, so single companies outside of Australia, really, that's what they want. So they are using active funds to try and get that exposure, or they're buying the companies individually. But really, they wanted one package, which did that for them on the ASX, so that they could buy and sell it in Australian uh in Australian time zone without having to change their money to US dollars, which they don't for this fund, or to fill in any W8 Ben forms, which they don't for this fund. So really, we did it as a response to what was overwhelmingly what many of our investors said that they wanted to buy if it was in a fund form, basically those big global behemoths in in their SMSF or, or investment accounts. So the fund is unhedged though, is that correct, Chris? Yes, it's unhedged. So you get both the exposure of the underlying companies and the movement of the US dollar against the Australian dollar as well. Right. And your prime target or target client or investor is individual Australian investors rather than... Yeah, exactly. Both, both, Both SMSF or just standard investment accounts. What we have done is produce a product that is extremely cheap and takes away all the administrative hurdles of having to buy the individual companies yourself. You have to have W8 Ben forms, which is a tax form that a US government expects you to do. You'd have to pay commission on every one of the 10 companies. And because these companies have a tendency to, you know, individual companies have a tendency to do particularly well in certain periods of time. For example, Tesla in the past few weeks has been on a tear. That means that sometimes these companies become much bigger in the portfolio than was ever intended. With a fund like this, we do what's called the rebalancing every quarter. So we bring all the companies back into line with each other. Uh, Again, if you're an individual investor, you would have to pay commissions to sell part of your profits to do that yourself. So there's 10 companies and 10% each. And how often is the rebalancing to keep that 10% waiting? 
Yeah, that's every quarter. So actually, you raise a great point. So it is equally weighted. And that's a concept that isn't new in Australia. Certain other fund managers have launched ETFs with equal weighting, and the most famous being the Vanek Market Vectors Australian Equal Weight. This product is equal weighted as well. And for those who don't know what equal weight means, it is exactly what it says. So it basically weights every company in the fund with exactly the same weight as as the other. Exactly. So rather than having something like Google being the biggest company because it's biggest by size, here Google will be exactly the same size on the rebalance date every quarter as Tesla or as Twitter. So they're all given a fair fair go rather than it just being about the size. And why did you go for Fang Plus rather than just the four or five original Fang companies? Why have we got 10 companies? Well, the thing is, the FANG is a well-known abbreviation for some of the biggest growth companies you know, that ever existed in the world, but they're not the only companies that we see as innovators. All of them have innovated, Apple, Amazon, Google, but there are others that are also innovators that just haven't made it into the uh, FANG abbreviation, like the uh, other five that we have here. So we have Bardu, Twitter, NVIDIA, Alibaba, um, and Tesla, I think. And Tesla, and yes. Tesla, as we yes. spoke about before. Yeah. So all of those are considered to be high growth stocks that any reasonable person would probably want to include in a innovation leader global product. And you know, when you look at Bardu and uh, Alibaba, these are not American companies, right? They're Chinese. No, indeed. Uh, exactly. And you, you know, so we're trying to make sure that it's global as well. So these are true innovation leaders and probably if we just had the main FANG stocks, you would miss the benefit of having some of those other companies in there as well. And why wouldn't I, and my alternative, I guess, is to just invest in an Australian-based mutual fund which holds some of these stocks. You know, typically some of the big funds always have Netflix and and Facebook. Uh, What's the advantage of having going to pure FANG Plus rather than just being in a a well-respected large uh, overseas investing mutual fund? Well, there are a couple of reasons. Firstly, price. This product is 0.35% per annum from a management expense ratio. So if you look at many of the mutual funds, almost all of them are what we call actively managed. So there's a, a woman or a man behind the scenes making choices as to which company they choose and how much of it that they put in at a particular point in time. And because of that, because they spend a lot of time thinking about these things, they basically increase the price of the fund to compensate themselves. Here, this is extremely cheap. You won't find um, an active fund uh, covering the innovation leaders within Australia at this price range because it's systematic. So every single quarter, come what may, it rebalances. It can include additional companies and probably will in the future. But you're mainly seeing um, these companies, they're they're not going to chop and change depending on the vagaries, the market. You're not going to see high cash balances, um, any of the things that active managers do. And then I guess the second point on that, which is deeply connected to that first point, is performance. So, of course, um, and I do need to say this, like a past performance doesn't guarantee what's going to happen in the future. But if you look at the performance so far this year, for example, there are very, very few of the Australian active fund managers, as you said before, Peter, include Netflix, etc., that have had, well, this year to date, including all of the market sell down that we've just seen. 
this fund is up 11% this year. Wow. It's up 15% this month. And last week it was flat on the market. But we're talking about, you know, massive corrections across America, uh, across Australia. It's ASX 200 itself, as of Friday last week, was down 18% for the year. This particular product is up 11%. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very few funds have that type of performance. Indeed. I guess on one hand, you could say, gee, it's a, with the COVID environment that we're in it's dark days and uh, get awareness of this product is difficult. But by the same token, creating this product at a time when people are turning to them, the Netflix, the Apples, we're all living digitally. So in fact, it's almost like a golden period for these companies if you want to turn, look for a silver lining in the, in the terrible times we're experiencing. Well, it's absolutely true. I mean, there's a standard investor test, which is what are you doing today? Should I invest in it? Not so much in Australia, but in the rest of the world, in uh, very, very densely populated countries like the UK and America, people have resorted to Amazon in much higher numbers than ever before, because it means that they can deliver things to their home without going to the shops. That's an obvious thing. And we all know with Netflix, the subscription rates much higher because people are again at home. But then you have things like Google, Bardu, Alibaba, the same experience. But these companies are considered, have been for a couple of years now, people have been describing them as the new defensives because they've got relatively inelastic demand. And I know that's an economical term. But basically it means that people are still using Google even when the world is bad. There's still room for Google to advertise. There's still room to um, you know, penetrate new markets, et cetera, et cetera. To a large extent, these, these companies are bigger than countries, but with a less ability to be knocked around by the vagaries of the market. I've just enrolled in Netflix, the ladder that I am, and uh, discovered the crown. And uh, once you get hooked, it's very hard to, <laughs> hard to give it up, I have to say. Yeah, well, really. And, and because it's so cheap every month, you just don't even notice it. That's the, uh, the Trojan horse. Indeed. Thanks for talking to us today. Chris, any other points that you'd like to make? The only main point is the obvious point that this is being designed so that people in Australia can trade basically the top companies in the world in one package in the Australian time zone. So I don't think there's anything like that in Australia right now. I know, and the appeal of not having to fill out W American tax forms and the accounting, I, I think that is a, a major, major attraction. Absolutely. Chris, thanks for talking to us today. Thank you, Peter.